0: Hey everyone welcome to questions I'm sitting with Pastor Joel and we have a great question today from Adam he asks are the fruit of the spirit in Galatians 5 gender neutral and what what I mean and Adam is saying what I mean by this is should both male and female Christians embody all of the fruit of the spirit listed in this text mm-hmm. that's a great question Adam uh, I've given a lot of thought to
1: this um, so I'm glad that we get to address it so Uh, Adam is referencing uh, the writings of the Apostle Paul, Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 22. The Bible says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. So let me begin um, by answering the question this way. So first, um, before we speak of the fruit of the Spirit, let's just speak of the Spirit. That is, the Holy Spirit, um, the third eternal member of the Trinity, the triune God. So first, is the Holy Spirit gender neutral? The answer is no. To say anything else would be heretical. Uh, the Holy Spirit is He, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not um is not some entity, he's not a, a personless force, like in Star Wars. No, the, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, it is not it the Holy Spirit, it's he the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is is male in the way that he reveals himself to creation and we should address him as such in the same way that it would be heretical and improper for us to address God the Father as God the Mother, or God the Son as God the Daughter, so too it would be improper to address He, the Holy Spirit, as She, or It, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is not just an entity, but a person that is male, And the way that God has chosen to reveal himself to us. So the Holy Spirit is not gender neutral. Now the question at hand is, um, are the fruits of the Holy Spirit gender neutral? Well, let's now begin to just flesh out a little bit, uh, what is fruit? Um, The fruit of the Spirit, uh, there are other words that we could use that would be synonymous with that word fruit. So, we could say the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It would be proper also to say the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, or the visible outworkings of the Holy Spirit, or the evidence of the Holy Spirit, or the proof of the Holy Spirit. See, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is ultimately referring to the signs that we should be able to detect in fellow brother and sisters in Christ, fellow believers, that that gives evidence that the ministry of the Holy Spirit truly does indwell that person. If a person is in Christ, saved by grace through faith in Christ, then their body, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, is now a temple of the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit dwells within a believer, then to varying degrees, based off of spiritual maturity and sanctification, that believer will have the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now, it's important to note that the fruit of the Holy Spirit um, does not come a la carte. And what I mean by that is that the fruit of the Holy Spirit uh, is a package deal. It's a fruit basket if you will. It's not just going into the grocery store and choosing to select an apple, but choosing to pass over a banana. You don't just take gentleness off of the shelf and and leave self-control. If a person does in fact have the indwelling ministry of the Holy Spirit, then then we will be able to varying degrees based off of sanctification and maturity we will be able to detect to to witness to see the evidence of the holy spirit in that person's life and so what paul is writing in galatians 5:22 is he's saying this is what the evidence of the holy spirit looks like this is the fruit of the holy spirit and he doesn't say it's love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, or self-control. Now, he says the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is what a person indwelled by the Holy Spirit looks like. Uh, This is what will be visibly seen. This is the evidence. This is the proof. This is the visible outworkings of the Holy Spirit when he chooses, by God's sovereign grace, to indwell an individual believer. Now, that being said, what any of these particular fruit of the Spirit look like does vary based off of degrees of sanctification. So it, it varies in its potency, if you will. A person will display more or less gentleness, as an example, based on that person's walk with Christ, their spiritual maturity, their, their what stage they're at in their process of sanctification. Now, that has to do with less or more gentleness, but as far as variations, not just degrees, less or more, but, but variations, different types, d- different, different examples and displays of gentleness, well, this will vary not based off of sanctification, spiritual maturity, but rather based off of station of life. Now, let me explain what I mean. As an example... Ephesians chapter 5, we see that the husband is called by God to love his wife as Christ loves the church. Meaning what? Well, love is the first of the fruit of the Spirit that we see in Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. The fruit of the Spirit is love, dot, dot, dot. So let's just stick with love for a second. Well, husband is called to love his wife, but the question is how? How? The Bible doesn't leave it up to our own creative license and freedom. The Bible doesn't say, love your wife in whatever way you think is loving. The Bible says, love your wife's husband. And, and this is exactly what loving a wife, according to God's standard for love, looks like. It looks like loving your wife the way that Christ loves his church. It looks like self sacrificing love. It looks like loving at the cost of your own life. It looks like giving yourself up. It looks like being spent for the sake of your wife. And then Ephesians 5 goes on to say, and wives submit to your husbands as the church submits to Christ. Now here's the question. Are wives not called to love their husbands? Right? Husbands love your wives and wives, don't worry about loving your husbands, just submit. Now I, I think that it would be biblically faithful to say that both husbands and wives are called to love each other. But they're called to love each other in differing ways based on their station. In the office of husband, love looks like self-sacrificing leadership. In the office of wife, love for your husband looks like eager, joyful, humble submission. The church loves Christ by submission. Christ loves the church by being its sacrificing head. That is, ruler, leader. So husbands love their wives, and what love for a husband toward his wife looks like is self-sacrificing leadership. What love, likewise, for a wife looks like towards her husband is humble and joyful submission. So love, being the first of nine fruit of the Spirit listed in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, It looks different based off of, in this particular example, Ephesians 5, gender. Male husband or female wife. We could also say that the fruit of the Spirit looks different based off of being a mother or a daughter. A child versus a parent looks different. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6 a slave or a master, or in much of our context today, an employee or an employer. Uh, What I'm saying is that based off of the station of life that the Lord has providentially assigned us to, which is based off of certain demographics such as age, economics, but also as it pertains to the question that we received, gender, like husband, wife, male, female, obedience to Jesus will look different. Now, my point is, it's the same fruit of the Holy Spirit. So make no mistake, with the nine fruit of the Holy Spirit that are listed in Galatians chapter five, verse 22, it is not as though women have four and a half of these fruits and men have the other four and a half. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that a Christian will have all of them. If it's a man who's a Christian, they will have all of the fruits of the Spirit. If it is a woman who's a Christian, they will have all of the fruits of the Spirit. And these fruits of the Spirit will vary in measure and degree based off of sanctification, and it will vary in expression based off of station in life, which is influenced, at least at some level, by gender, such as husband and wife, male and female. And so gentleness would be another great example. A man displaying the fruit of the Spirit that is gentleness will look different, at least in some examples, than a woman displaying the very same fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is gentleness. A a woman being gentle will will have a different application. Men have been called by God to lead in varying degrees. And in that leadership, gentleness will, will take on different expressions. It's the same fruit and the same spirit. I think of as a final thought. I think of Romans chapter 12, or maybe better yet, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where Paul's whole point, it's not the fruit of the Spirit in this context, it's rather the gifts of the Spirit. But Paul's whole point is this, he says that that to each of us has been given the same Spirit with varied manifestations. So a variety of gifts but the same Spirit. Now, this is how the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit differ. There's a lot of things that we could say, but let me say one thing. When it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it's not a package deal. So the gifts of the Spirit that Paul lists, it's not as though every single believer has all of the gifts of the Spirit. Rather, Paul's point in 1 Corinthians 12, as it pertains to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, is that one of the reasons why, as the body of Christ, we need each other is because there are different members of this body. Some are an eye, some are an ear, a mouth, a hand, a foot. So there's this idea that, that no one individual, in terms of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, is the full package. So some will have this gift, and others will have that. Now, with the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the implication that is clear in Scripture is that if you are in Christ, it is not as though some members of Christ's body have love and some members have self-control and some members have kindness, but rather this is the fruit that is the manifestation, the evidence that someone actually has the Holy Spirit. If a person has the Holy Spirit, they have all the fruit. And so the point is, Just as Paul says in speaking of the gifts, there is one Spirit, well, there is only one Spirit. We don't have two Holy Spirits. It is not as though men receive one Holy Spirit and women receive the other. We all receive the one Holy Spirit, male, female, black, white, adult, child, employer, employee, We all, if you are in Christ, receive the one Holy Spirit, and the evidence, the fruit that we have received this one Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, etc. So all believers will have the one Holy Spirit. There are not two Holy Spirits, there are not three Holy Spirits, and all believers, we should say, will have the whole Holy Spirit, the complete Holy Spirit, the entirety of the Holy Spirit. So so women don't get one Holy Spirit while men get another, and women do not get half of the Holy Spirit while men get the other half. If you're a Christian, you have the one whole, that is, entire Holy Spirit, meaning that you get all of the evidence of the Holy Spirit, all of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but the expression of that fruit will look different in degree more or less based off of sanctification and in variation based off of station of life. Gentleness, I believe, for a man looks different than gentleness for a woman, but it is the same fruit
0: Because it is the same Holy Spirit. Mm. Thank you, Pastor Joel, for taking the time to answer Adam's question. And thank you for sending that in. Uh, We'd love for you to send us in your questions at rightresponseministries.com or whatever social media platform you're watching watching us on. And uh, we'll see you next time on Questions. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com/offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book *Am I Truly Saved?* If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com/offer. And thank you for your generous support.